Hey, one more thing before you go. Are you constantly asking yourself, why am I here? What is my purpose? Or can I really find my true purpose at any point in my life? Stay tuned. We're going to answer these questions and more when we have an amazing conversation with the Divine Purpose Guy. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. Welcome back. My guest in this episode is Bill Heinrich. He's been a successful businessman owning businesses since he was 25. He made money, but wasn't happy. In fact, he was miserable. He decided to change his life because he knew there was something more. We've all been there at some point in our lives. That's when he decided to begin his spiritual quest, initially retreating alone to a beach in Mexico, which transitioned into a 25-plus year journey, which continues today. During this time, Bill cracked the code and is able to show people how to identify, access, and live their true purpose. And he teaches you to do the same. He's a certified feng shui practitioner, a numerology instructor, an author, and the creator of the Coaching for Divine Purpose certification program. Today, we're going to learn about how these seven levels of truth can change your life and help you to find true purpose as well. Welcome to the show. How are you, Bill? I'm great. Thank you. Well, thank you thank very you much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I know that you, uh, you're you in sunny Tennessee, and I'm in sunny Arizona, so that's a good start for the day, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. In fact, uh, it's very sunny and nice here today, really. I've been out in California all winter in the rain from all the snow they've had out there, so it's nice to be in some sunshine. This works. This works. Uh, well, as again, I think you've got an amazing journey in your life, and, and I'm excited to share your wisdom and your experience with everybody, and hopefully we can inspire people and we can motivate some, and, and we can educate some people as to the possibility of uh, finding true purpose at any point in your life. So mm -hmm. I like to start at the beginning. It's kind of like that old show, uh, This Is Your Life. Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in Vermont. Um, you know, you know, back in the fifties, um, and things were much different then came from a very nice family, very well-respected family. Um, but life never made sense to me and I, it just never made sense to me. And I just found myself always being on the short end of the stick, doing things wrong, uh, saying things that people didn't approve of. And I finally acquiesced and kind of gave up and just said, well, I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> focus on how to have fun because other than that, I'm miserable. And that's what I did for 40 something years. I just played the chameleon. It was uh, just constant chaos. Uh, make a lot of money, lose money. Just, it, it was just, it, I mean, <clears throat> the, I just didn't know how to live. I couldn't make sense of life. I finally was so miserable that almost 30 years ago, I walked away from my life. I was in a relationship and walked out the door one night and said, I've got to go find out why I'm miserable. I just had to find the answer. I wasn't blaming anybody. I just knew I was miserable. And this voice came in my head that night that said, this isn't you. And it was so clear that it caused me to take action. And I went out 
I left and was committed to go find the source of my misery. And, and I've been working on it ever since. I found it. And I also found the keys that allow people to live in extreme happiness and how to create a blueprint for your life because we each have a life purpose. And when you're not in alignment with your life purpose, then there's going to be upset for certain. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we talked briefly before we started this. And, you know, sometimes, in, 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 and I know that you understand this, sometimes we start out on a path like you did, like I did, and then it abruptly changes for whatever reason. And then we kind of get lost. And when we get lost, we just need a guide to help us understand how to get back on that path. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you learned to do, correct? Um, you know, I looked for anything that would allow me to live my life without outside influence or doctrine. In other words, I wanted to live my life. So I was brought up in the Catholic church, uh, and there, there's a tremendous amount of doctrine and behavior that's required. Got away from all of that and said, who am I and what is it that will bring joy to me? And how do I become 100% responsible for my life? 100%. So I know who I am and I'm making conscious choices. Now, it took a while to get there. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, I grew up in the same environment. I'm a reformed Catholic, <laughs> if, mm -hmm. if I can say that. I don't practice the Catholic religion any longer for the same reason. Um, I'm very spiritual, and, and you know I, I have my faith in that regard, but um, I do not follow the Catholic religion any longer for the same reasons. And I think that we all have an opportunity to kind of take, to reflect within ourselves and, and kind of see whether or not take an evaluation of our life at some point in, our, in in where we're at right now to decide if we think we're on our path. How do you think somebody, I mean, you it took you a little bit to recognize that you didn't want to be where you were at, and that's when you embarked on your journey. How would somebody recognize that they may or may not be on the path that they're supposed to be, that they're not really living their true purpose? There's only one way. That's how you feel. And I know, Michael, you went through quite a transition in your life. And the truth of the matter is people choose the path of spirituality and this path of freedom because they're unwilling to live a certain way anymore. They know they need to make changes in their life. Without that, they dabble around. But the truth of the matter is it's energy that determines your life purpose. Your life purpose is not what you do. Let me repeat that. Your life purpose is not what you do. It's the energy behind every word, thought, and action. That's what actually creates your purpose, Michael. I, I can agree with that. I, I, I understand that. I think that we're all, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think we're all energy. And I think that that energy well, it's, with, it's, it's scientifically proven. Yeah, we're, we're energy. <laughs> we don't have to think about it. It's, it's proven scientifically. Everything in the universe is a vibration. Not Earth. Earth is part of the universe. This is where people make a mistake. Mm. They get trapped in Earth. 
we're part of the universe. Much bigger picture. When you, it's the only picture. It's infinite. And when you look at the universe, you can't even see Earth. Earth doesn't even exist. You can't find it if you look at the universe. There's just too much. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know something? I think we're learning more and more about that with the Dell, with the mm -hmm. Webb telescope. Yeah. And, and seeing what really is out there, <clears throat> how expansive this universe really is. Um, to me, that's amazing. Every time I see one of those pictures, I feel a, a larger connection to that. You know, mm -hmm. deep inside me, mm -hmm. I feel a larger. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, this is, I can connect to this. This is fantastic. It's trippy. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's out a billion light years or some crazy thing, right? I mean, oh, and, it's just... and what's even more trippy, and there are some pictures and paintings that people have done in the past that simulate mm -hmm. what's coming back on those photographs in mm -hmm. many cases. And you kind of go, wow, somebody got a visual of that way before we just got one, which I think is amazing. Um, to universe wisdom and got a vision. Everything in the universe has patterns. Everything has patterns to it. And here's the important thing. The only thing that matters, and I know that you will attest to this, Michael, because you went through such a drastic change in your life. You're doing something now that you love. But the truth of the matter is, you don't love what you're doing. You love how it makes you feel. That's correct. Yes, that, that. one hundred percent. I can attest to that. It's, it's this when I when I do a show like this, and this is just for everybody out here who's watching and listening. When I build a show like this, I feel great. I feel I have purpose. I feel like I'm creating something that others can enjoy. They can learn mm -hmm. from. They can be motivated. They can be inspired. I feel that. Yes, I feel very happy when I get this done. And I feel accomplished when we complete it and, and get it up. And this show, one more thing before you go, is nothing more than a physical manifestation of your energy. That's a brilliant way to look at that. It's the only way. Yeah, brilliant way, brilliant. See, everybody, everybody looks outside themselves. That's why they suffer. Can we expand upon that to help everybody understand? Because <laughs> I, I, help me understand just a little bit. <laughs> okay. We're about to take a trip. Fasten your seatbelt. I've been studying this, researching this for 30 years. Everything I'm telling you is 1000% accurate. I don't know it's accurate. I guarantee it. And it's this. We live in two dimensions. This is very important. We live in a physical dimension. And when we're younger, this is where everything, all of our attention is placed in the physical because that's what we're taught. But then we start reaching the age of majority, or maybe it's earlier. It could be at any age. And you start feeling like something isn't right and it isn't. Well, what isn't right is what's inside you. Because what's going on outside you isn't mixing with who you truly, truly are. In the physical, everything's an illusion. There is no physical. 
the only thing you ever see out there is you because you see something and it comes back and processes through your mind, which is <clears throat> we have two basic emotions in life, love and fear. That's it. Everything comes from those. Fear can only be created in your physical life. You cannot create fear in the non-physical. Let me explain what I mean. Your heart can't create fear. Your heart cannot create fear. Your heart can feel fear. Your heart only knows how to create love. Fear gets created by the stories inside you because you're focused outside of you and you're stepping into a place of protection you're, because your ego and your mind only tells you to protect and that's what creates fear. But when you come from love, you come from your heart. And if you're living your purpose, and again, Michael, I'm going to ask you this question because this is the ultimate question of someone living their purpose is that <clears throat> they're coming from a place of love for the benefit of all involved, regardless of the outcome. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I mean, I, even in this particular case, I did it as a cop. I mean, same, same purpose, same, mm -hmm. same reason. I was a cop. I was a police officer because I wanted to protect and serve, literally protect and serve. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the communication. I was a, I did community oriented policing way before it, it really became a fad. I parked the car. I walked the street. I went into the shops. I got to know people. I got to have conversations. I would sit on a bench in downtown and when people would walk by, I'd have conversations with them so that they could get a better understanding of me as a cop mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. you shouldn't be afraid of cops, especially with kids. I loved it. It yeah. was great. When it brought me to this, and I'm only saying this because it reemphasizes what you're saying to everybody, what you are trying to tell the people who are watching and listening to this. When I create a program like this, I do it out of love. I love what I'm doing. I love yeah. sharing. Uh -huh. I love sharing your message. I love taking what you have, your wisdom, your ability to to educate people in regard to everything. And I love sharing that with somebody because if we can reach one person, I know it's old cliche. Yeah. It's a cliche. <laughs> but if we can reach one person and help them to understand that you still have life purpose no matter what happens in your life, in that sometimes you, if you lose your original purpose, you still have the possibility to regain that or find new purpose and and move on and help other people from mm -hmm. a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And yes, that comes back to love. I love what I'm doing. I, I love it from that perspective. It makes me feel good from my soul. And my purpose is to empower others so they can empower others. So the one, the only one person who I really want to hear this at a new level is you, because as you learn to expand your energy, you then have more love to share with your audience as you move forward. And that's very powerful. I agree with that. That's yes. I agree with that. 100%. I, um, can you help me understand? <laughs> can we help others understand? If you, if you are stuck in that position where you're either, you don't know what your actual purpose is, what your true purpose is, or if you get faced with the reality like I did, 
where the purpose was literally changed for me. What are the three, like, um, give me three important keys to living or finding that purpose? How do we find that purpose again? By the way, your purpose wasn't changed for you. You were given an opportunity and the universe does this. You know, you were living your purpose before, but they wanted you to have a higher impact. I, that's, yeah, that's profound. Because as a cop, I wouldn't have talked to, like I said, I'm heard in 59 countries. I would not have had that conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to talk to people, but not like, not on that broad of a spectrum. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Look at cool. what a gift it is. Oh, it is a yeah. gift. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. You know, very few people are living their purpose. I'll tell you that right now. And the reason is because our lives are out of control. My life is out of control and yours is too. And until you can get to that point of surrender where you understand your life is out of control, that the choices you make are going to just be in the moment from a place of love, you can live free. But when you live outside of you, when your life is based on things outside of you, okay, you're guaranteed to suffer. Because in the physical, in our physical lives, we only know work, lack of clarity, and suffering. That's all you can get out of the physical life. In order to really improve your life, you have to connect to the non-physical side <clears throat> and understand that we're part of the universe and the universe is nothing but a vibration in a constant state of organic expansion. That's what the universe is. Everything you look at in your life, Michael, and everybody listening, look around you and show me an area of your life where there's been no growth, no expansion, all around you. Cities are, everything's expanding, everything's expanding. This is the nature of the universe. But when we get stuck, in survival, we block thriving. And you can only thrive in the non-physical. This is why people meditate. They meditate so they can detach from the physical and connect with universal wisdom. And so when you're living your purpose, the number one thing is not what you do, but you really know you're living your life purpose based upon the way you show up to anything that appears. Yet we're taught to live with expectations. We're, we have rationalizations, justifications, judgment, blame, guilt. All of these things take place in our physical life. The irony of life is this. There's only two emotions, love and fear. Love can be only created from the non-physical, from your heart, and you have no idea what love looks like in the physical. I'll repeat that. You have no idea what love looks like in the physical. We don't know how it's going to show up. This is very true of many abundance and many other things that are associated with the expansion of the expansion of the universe. The more attached you are to the physical, the more you're going to suffer. The greatest irony of all is our greatest fear is the fear of loss. And that fear of loss is created because we know we're going to die. Like we're going to die. We have, like that's 
Nobody's getting out of this alive. And in the physical, we just live with that constant fear of life, yet it goes to relationships, it goes to vehicles, it goes to children, it goes to friends, just this fear of loss that puts us in a state of fear of losing, rather than just being in the present moment and enjoying the love and the connection in the moment. That's what's most important, is what's happening right here, right now. To look at areas of living your life purpose, there's really only one area that you have to look at and be aware of, and that's defensiveness. Defensiveness, protection. That means you're coming from your head and your ego. Because with love, there's nothing to protect. Doesn't mean you don't care about it, but you, you're able to show up and be present. When you're in a state of protection, you're using logic and everything to make sure you don't lose something or you protect your story. Or Everybody lives by their stories. They have stories inside them that control their life. And what I'm doing every day now, Michael, is I'm writing a new story. And I would imagine you are too. You're really focused on rewriting the story with this podcast. Yes, 100%. I think that what I learned, what I have learned in my journey, in, in both personally as well as professionally, uh, even, a, even during this uh, time as podcasting, is that um, life can change in an instant. And that <laughs> we need to value, you know, what you just said a few minutes ago. We need to, to look around and stop and smell the roses. The old cliche, stop and smell the roses. And look what you have in your life and be grateful for what you have in your life because, like, again, it could change in an instant. And mm -hmm. with that in mind, what you, everything you just said, yes, I think that we have the opportunity to really... Let me, let me digress just for a second. I, I think from a societal and a cultural perspective, um, COVID had its... It was a double-edged sword. When everything shut down and... and Everybody got to stay home and work from home, and everybody got to. It it changed people's perspective on the value of their time and what they're doing with their time. You know, my wife and I, she got to work from home for two years, and we got to get up in the morning instead of her forty-five minute to an hour commute every morning, and in the forty-five to an hour commute at home, you know, on the way home, every morning we got to go get up, get a cup of tea go out on the back patio, sit and listen to the birds and watch the sunrise mm -hmm. and enjoy nature and listen, you know, in the sky and the clouds and meditate and just enjoy each other's company, you know, get to relax. And she had a 30 second commute to go to work. And then when she mm -hmm. was, she would, then we got to lunch. We got to eat lunch every day, which we hadn't been doing. Nice. Because society yeah. set in place. You go to work. You spend 45 minutes to an hour getting there. You're going to work eight hours there, and then you're going to spend another hour home, and then you get this little bit of time sequence after right. work to spend with your family before you have to go to bed, get up, and do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And it made mm -hmm. us all reflect a little bit. Maybe we need to change that and, and really start balancing work and life. That's the mm -hmm. one thing that my wife and I really, really took notice to because as a cop, you know, I was working all hours and all different shifts and we were used to that. That was the norm at that time. If you'd asked me to do that now, I, I would say I, I don't think so. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it's, it's back to what you said just a little bit ago. 
it, I think we have the opportunity to look outside of that realm to understand that we have the ability to to connect with the universe on a different level mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having to be indoctrinated by societal or cultural rules. Not disclaimer, I'm not telling you to go out and rob a bank and that's okay. So, social policing, I call it. <laughs> yes. So it <laughs> yeah, don't go out and go go don't go rob a bank is my last thing to do. Michael told me to do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a yeah, I think that we were given an opportunity to really, and I think they were given that from the universe, given the opportunity mm-hmm. to take a break, take a pause, and say, what really matters? Mm-hmm. You what know, really, yeah. COVID had no effect on me. Although I've had COVID, I was very sick a couple of times. So it did right. have an effect on me. I did get it. But when when the whole thing happened, here's how, the as I see the world, it was no different. Because I don't live in the physical world. I live in the non-physical world. I live, in the world of, I live in the world of energy where I can create anything I want anytime. I have nothing, nothing outside of me affects me. The only thing that blocks me from creating is inside me. Let me repeat that. The only thing that blocks me from creating is inside me. There's stories and beliefs that don't match the frequency and vibration that the universe is at. So if I'm stuck in rigidity, protecting a story, I'm in direct resistance to universal energy because nothing in the universe is fixed. In fact, everybody talks about mindset. Mindset is rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. Why? Because your mind can only access the past. And set means Mm -hmm. it's fixed. It means mindset means you're fixed in the past. Mindset is great if you've got a task to do. It's like, man, I'm definitely like getting this RV clean before I leave on Friday. I'm committed to it and I have the mindset and commitment that I'm going to do it but it's not the energy I'm going to do it with. Everything in the universe is yours for the taking. You only have to communicate with it. In the COVID, when it started, I'm in some mastermind groups and everybody's, oh, I'm going to pivot. And I'm like, like that word just makes me sick. But and they're, what are you going to do, Bill? I said, I'm going to go sit on the couch. I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to go enjoy myself. Nothing different. My energy is the same. Good. Let's look at limitation in the physical. And I want to look at telephones. When I was a kid, we had party lines. I don't, do you remember, remember party that. lines? I remember yeah. those. There was an operator putting plugs in and doing this and moving so you could make phone calls. Then they had a line. And then we had the princess phone that hung on the wall with a yep. long cord so you could walk around the kitchen. That was like freedom, right? But where are we now? We're at cell phones. How do cell phones work? The telephones were hooked to the wall with a wire. How did they go to expansion? They got away from the physical. Let's think about that for a second. There's no more physical line on your telephone. They're going through vibrations. There's a signal that gets set out that activates your phone. It's a vibration. This is the way the universe works. What happened with transportation? 
were so bogged down in limitation on earth, where have they gone with transportation to the non-physical? They've got planes in the sky, 5,000, 6,000 of them all the time over the country. So that you can now, instead of driving three days to get from California to New York, you can fly there in six hours because they went to the non-physical. However, they still have tremendous limitation because all of these planes up in the non-physical have to come back to the physical. They got to land on earth. And that's the thing that hinders travel now is the airports can't accommodate. It's all that limit. So think of your life that way. Get connected to meditation. Learn more about your life. We have life lessons. We have 38 different life lessons paths. That means we have blind spots and those blind spots do nothing but create suffering. Nothing but suffering. And it's amazing that anybody studies numerology, it's that when you see your life lessons, it's just, it's startling to see. Like for me, I thought I was crazy until I learned about my life lesson. I read it. I went, wow, that's me. With this, I can change things. Now I know what the challenges are. You know, it, it, can let me ask you this, when you just brought that up. I have heard and I've had a conversation with um, uh, several individuals from, uh, they're Asian, and uh, they talked about when they were a kid that their families used to have a book of life for them. Mm -hmm. And they'd open that book up and they said, this is your path. And they'd have that, they'd say, this is what you're supposed to do. And that this is where we you we went to the 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 guru and they laid this out for you. This is your life path based on your numbers. So I'm assuming what you just mentioned is something similar to that. Mm -hmm. It's been around since Pythagoras, right? Wow. Like it's and it's uncannily accurate. Everybody's just stuck in the physical. The the thing that I learned, you know, is I'm an energetic impact. And the thing that has taken me to, to the point where I say to everybody, there's only one thing in your physical life that's true. One hundred, one thousand percent true. And that one thing is, and it's the only thing, it's how you feel. I I would say yes. I agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm... I can tell you from a personal perspective, the, the, even my own journey, when I was sitting mm -hmm. in a wheelchair, I felt like crap. I mean, I felt depressed. I was angry. I was resentful. I was in denial. Mm -hmm. I was everything until my daughter looked me straight in the eye and said, I want you to walk me down the aisle. And that woke me up from that and, mm -hmm. and jolted me into reality to say, you need, I know you can do this. So my feeling at that point changed in such a manner that I knew that I needed to do that. Not just for her, but for me. And she understood mm -hmm. that, which was brilliant and amazing. I mean, I, and I have to, I'll say this out loud. I, I, my family in my journey is an absolutely wonderful family. I couldn't ask for anything better. You know, I, I spent, I've been through eight operations. It has been a 22 year journey with this. And I am grateful for each of my family members, my daughters, my wife, my sister, my brother-in-law. Uh, it, it is, I have to put that out there because they all have, but my oldest daughter is the one that lit the fuse with mm -hmm. that and changed my feeling. So to validate what you're just saying, it changed my outlook on life and I felt differently 
when she presented that to me. That gave me the motivation and the inspiration to change my circumstances. And then it just kind of grew from there. And well, I, that's what happens is, is when you changed your mind, you became open-minded and you bought into it. You're like, wow, yeah, like I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. So what you did is your energy immediately changed. You left anger, resentment. I'm sure you still had some of it. But where you started living in your vibration was feeling what it would be like with her on your arm as you walk down the aisle. And it's that energy that attracted everything you needed to heal. That's because like, like attracts like. And it's energetic. It's not thought. Thought is nothing but blah, blah, blah. Energy, you know, you have a totally different story and history than I do. Yet, I feel very connected to you based upon how you felt, because I understood those feelings of resentment and anger and all those other things. That's what caused me to change my life. Well, we walked the so, same path. We just we just walked it just on a our different own, story. Different story. And what happens to everybody now, Michael, is they don't know what they're living in their stories. And their stories are controlling their life. What I'm doing is writing a new story in every moment. The old ones are gone. And when they show up, I ask them to go sit in the corner. You're not in play anymore. Thank you. You helped me a lot. But you can go play with Play-Doh or whatever. I'm good there, right go now. Sit in the corner. Love that. I love that. Yeah. What, uh, how, does, how does manifestation play into this? Well, you know, everybody talks about the law of attraction, right? Which frankly is a joke because when you understand energy, and it's like Michael healing himself, when you understand the energy, the embodiment energetically of that which you want to create, the universe must deliver it to you. It must deliver it. it. The universe uses no logic, no thought. It only runs on a vibration. And when you can communicate to the universe with your vibration, you can attract anything you desire, manifest anything you desire. The law of attraction, why, why be stuck in wanting, take the ownership and go right to manifestation. It's all about your personal power and how much of it you want to own. That's what does it. You know, one of the things I learned on the way, Michael, and I know you had some questions around this, the seven levels of truth and the energy. And this would be, did you have some specific questions? Yeah, can um, we, I'd like, I'd like to, I mean, I haven't had a chance to read your book, to be honest, because Because uh, this plays into manifestation. Right. Um, but yes, if we can talk about the seven I would appreciate that. You you know, if you don't mind touching upon them, I know that obviously we... Well, I'll do more than touch on them. The, what I found in, 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 what I found as I continued my journey, Michael, was just more and more open to me and I allowed more and more and I connected more and more with the universe. Not in the physical, but the universe and the wonderment of how I can sit and be still 
and ask my heart a question and get the perfect answer if I leave my mind out of it. I'm always going to get the right answer if I ask my heart. And as I studied it, I was starting to realize this energy. And I was at a seminar with a friend of mine one day, actually in Scottsdale, because I know you're down in Arizona, and it was on a soul reclamation. But in the first day, she talked about our divine gifts. And when I started reading about them, I must have taught these in a previous life because I knew all about them, literally knew all about them. We have seven divine gifts. We all have the exact same seven gifts. And those divine gifts, these are energy, are divine compassion, divine creation, divine order, divine healing, divine authentic self-expression, divine truth, and divine power are the seven. Now, these seven energies flow through our chakras. Divine compassion starts at the root chakra, then divine creation, divine order, divine healing, uh, divine authentic self-expression, the throat chakra, uh, divine truth, the third eye, and divine power, the crown chakra. These were these energies. We all have the same seven energies, but we have them in different proportions. No two people are energetically the same. Let me repeat that. This is the snowflake effect. No two people are the same. What's amazing about these energies is the energy is always flowing through us, but you're sending it out in a different way. And what it's doing is not being used for its intended purpose and it's creating penalties in your life. This is what's creating suffering. I've been able to find out and show a person exactly what their divine gifts are and how to go through life with those energies. And let me give you an example of one, like divine order. Uh, divine order is a energy of harmony, balance, calm. It's a knowing. You always have a plan. Uh, you have a blueprint. But if someone's upset with you or there's a confrontation, you will run from it faster than you can imagine. And here's the irony of that. You have a story in your head that explains that, but the truth of the matter is if you have a large amount of this energy, any confrontation is going to put you energetically out of balance. That's what's creating the suffering. Not the thought process that somebody's upset with you. It's the energy that doesn't meld with you. And all you have to do is flip the switch and step forward to them using your divine order in a way that just smooths the situation out. But it takes understanding the energy. I mean, I'm sure that you've learned some things about energy in, in this transformation, Michael. Is that true? 100%. I felt, you know, I have learn to use my energy to connect with the universe to allow me through all of my rehabilitation my walking uh learn to walk again um i had both knees replaced foot surgery a hip replacement and two shoulder replacements through each one of those I've, I've learned to connect with that energy to help me through one knee i i I was walking again and, and out of rehabilitation six weeks in instead of the 12 weeks it normally takes. 
Same thing mm-hmm. with the second one, mm-hmm. the third one, and both shoulders. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent. I think that uh, hauling, calling on in, and reaching out and connecting with that energy has benefited me in many, many ways. It's this is this is who you are. This is what Michael breathes, right, Michael? You yes. breathe. This is Michael. The day that Michael transcends and leaves Earth, all of that energy goes. But the carton we see stays here. We leave the milk carton behind. That's a great analogy. <laughs> and we, in the physical, everybody's like hmm let me see michael's hair what shirt is he wearing let me get into judgment here and just you know what is this and what's that backdrop and this is the way where people live in the physical it's all it's all about measuring judgment lack of self-worth better than less than judgment blame shame and guilt instead of just going wow what a fascinating story and a great person this michael is how he's doing this the manner that you're you know, and I and I, I appreciate that and respect that. I think that uh, society today, and I'm not trying to blame everything on society, but unfortunately, the way society is built, judgment happens to be something that uh, is forefront. Uh, people are always body shaming people. They're always, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too this, you're too that. Um, and, and I think that it plays, it, it, it's a huge factor, in my opinion, to the detriment of us as an individual, us as a society. Um, luckily, you want a luckily, good you want a good guidepost. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. You want a sure. good guidepost on that? Sure. Anything you judge, you own. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it anything makes you, sense. Anything you judge is you. No, exactly. I think that um, that's a that's a brilliant way of looking at that because. You know, whatever comes, whatever you put out can come right back on you for the same, for the same reason, for the same purpose, I think. Now, I, I don't know if I would call, I guess you kind of could call that karma, but I, I believe in karma, but I, but I don't really rely on karma. Well, I think yeah, that we karma, all have to answer. Karma is very simple. You're making your bed today that you'll sleep in tomorrow. That's a great way of putting that. Yeah, great way of putting that. How well do you want to sleep? <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting that. I think, yeah, that's a brilliant way of uh, putting that. I think that, uh, yeah, what you're making your bed and, and how do you want to sleep? And, you know, it it is, I, I used to, I, I have empathy for individuals and, and for people in, in many aspects, you know, uh, and I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. And, uh, from that I learned, I was a middle child. So I was the one that kind of took care of and took care of my parents, but I took care of my little brother kind of a thing. Um, my sister, she left at an early age and moved in with my grandmother. So it was me as the in between. I learned a lot with that. And as I, turned to adulthood and continued to profess why why I became a cop. I felt that I could help people and move people forward in a positive direction. 
in a mm -hmm. regard. And I watch so many other looking, looking from through those glasses, so to speak, through through those eyes. It allowed me to see the worst in people, the best people at their worst, and the worst people even worse. You, you, I saw, I saw those kind of levels. I saw how people were treated on those different levels and the disparity in that. And I had compassion and understanding when I dealt mm -hmm. with individuals because I, I, I could see that, I could feel it, I could hear it. So to me, I think that we as a society be, are too judgmental. And I would hope that if anybody walks away with today, I hope that you walk away with the message that you need to open your eyes, your ears, and walk a mile in my shoes. And I Yeah, you know, I had mentioned before about defensiveness. It's the root of all evil. Judgment is just defensiveness on steroids. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Right? Yeah, I like that. If you're defensive, you're suffering. You're protecting. You're feeling inadequate. So, so important, being able to trust oneself. Yeah, I, I, I am grateful for where I'm at in, in this part of my life now. And, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I have found a new purpose. You know, and I'm hoping that, you know, what would you recommend for individuals who are trying to find their purpose or find new purpose or reinvent their lives into a new purpose? What would you recommend? That where do they start? Well, they won't start with a new purpose. They can only start with recognizing that they're out of alignment energetically. And that's the only way you can tell is how you feel. It's the only way you can tell. You can't go to your mind. Stop reading books. You have to see how you feel. You have a feeling. It isn't good. Follow that feeling back to the story. That's because you can't have an emotion without a story. So follow it back to the story that's creating the feeling and gain some awareness so you can make a different choice the next time. It's all about choice. It's funny. It's so confusing, yet it's so simple. And in my coaching practice, I've been doing this for 15 years, worked with literally hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world and helped them change their lives very, very fast because they just needed the key word is awareness. And I know that, Michael, your awareness that you gained after your daughter spoke to you is what changed your life because you started making choices that supported your intention, which was to walk her down the aisle. It creates a great deal more of awareness. So when I work with clients, I just show them who they are and we're all different. And once you know who you are, I can very simply create a blueprint for you, a life blueprint to follow that guarantees extreme happiness without sacrificing success. And the place for people to start, get a copy of my book, The Seven Levels of Truth on Amazon and read it. It's everything I do in my coaching. If you feel like you have an interest in really get going, you can go to speak to Bill, speak to Bill.com and book a 20 minute clarity session 
And that clarity session is really more about my getting clarity to see if you're qualified to do this work because it, <laughs> it takes some, some important ingredients without it. You can't do it without the ingredients. You can't do it. And if you don't have them, I just turned you down. And the reason I turned you down is because I can't drag any anchors over to the universal side. The universe is just about energy, expansion, change, massively great things, miracles, and miracles, an unexpected event with a positive outcome. That's all a miracle is. And when you understand energy, you can create them all the time. You can create anything in your life that you desire. Here we have a host who has been through all of this suffering because of his injury, who completely transformed his life. And as I speak, and I've been on many interviews, there's no question, Michael, uh, you are very, very, very close to your life purpose because of your energy and your state of surrender. Surrendering is important. You have to surrender to the physical. It doesn't matter. The physical doesn't matter. What matters is how we feel and how we show up to any event in the physical. I agree. Self-love, self-love, this is a new concept. Everybody pay attention. Self-love is not selfish. It's 100%. mandatory. It's mandatory. If you don't have self-love, you have nothing to give away. See, with energy, energy only has two states to it, a vibration. There's only two things a vibration can do. It will give you energy or you'll use your energy. It's either an expansion or depletion. And without self-love, you're in a constant state of depletion. I can see that. I, I can see that. And if I if I can add, um, you Please. mentioned a word earlier in in this particular part of the conversation about choice. No, <laughs> we, we have we have a choice to make a choice. We have to well, choose. I'm going to interrupt you. The first thing I teach my clients, the first thing is never make another decision in your life. Ever. Really? What do you mean? How am I going to live? Decisions are final. Decisions create stress. Decisions are all focused out in the physical. Just make a choice. That's where all your power is. It's just a choice. And with a choice, the beauty of a choice is you can change it tomorrow. That's true. I mean, when I was we sitting there and my daughter looked at me. I, well, I'm sorry. When I was sitting in that wheelchair and my daughter looked me square in the eye, I made a valid choice at that time. Yeah. That... Mm -hmm. um, still makes me emotional that yes, you know my this is my choice i choose not to be in this wheelchair i choose not to take that that diagnosis from five different doctors i choose to walk my daughter down the aisle and um so yeah it changed my life and you, what you just said is the proof is in the pudding is if everyone in the audience listening to this right now let's just take you're going to take three seconds close your eyes 
and go to one of the most special moments in your life. Michael just did. And what Michael said, and what you'll do when you go to one of the most special moments in your life is you'll go to how you felt. Because Michael can't go to without feeling the emotions of love. That is a fact. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, if we can, and we're about to wrap up here. So if we can throw in there um, a couple of things like uh, what blocks us from from being able to find our purpose? Um, what blocks us from being able to recognize what our purpose is or whether or not we, we are in it? Your stories. Your stories. If you protect a story, you're stuck. Your stories are all survival-based. Life purpose isn't surviving. Life purpose is thriving. And you cannot thrive in the physical without being connected to the non-physical. It's not possible. People are afraid of the non-physical because they can't see, touch, or feel it. Yet it's all around them. It's running their life. They're participating in it. And they're just stuck in these old beliefs, you know. So, mm -hmm. uh, and and the biggest one is defensiveness. Because right now somebody's saying, this guy doesn't know what he's saying. Or, see, they're going into some defensive statement. Because, guess what? If what I'm saying is true, they think they're wrong. And people hate to be wrong. And they're gonna, it, yeah, they're going to protect themselves. People hate to be That's wrong. That's defensiveness. <laughs> Maybe what I'm sharing with you is a new awareness that will allow you to open your mind and take a look at things and live a happier life. Believe me. And, you know, I, I will tell you from an individual that's gone from what a, being happy to being uh, down into a very, very, very dark path and then really understanding what happy is and grateful for that, yeah. then it's a situation where once you touch that, you always are grasping and reaching and trying to attain that again. You get rid of the other stuff pretty quick, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's so true. So let's, I mean, talk, a little, let's talk a little bit about... Just, um, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, let's talk about my website's True Life Purpose Now. Um, I've written two books. I'm in another compilation book about soulful leadership. Everyone can get a copy of my book. Clarity has no story. Listen to that title. Clarity has no story. When you have clarity, you don't tell stories. Michael had the clarity that he was going to walk his daughter down the aisle. And there were no stories coming in to block that. That was his choice. You can get that free. You go to myfreebook.me, myfreebook.me, and you can download a free copy of Clarity Has No Story. The Seven Levels of Truth is on Amazon. Also available on my website, True Life Purpose Now, if you'd like a sign fee. Uh, it's $17.95 on Amazon, $17.95 on my website, and I'll ship it to you free, a signed copy. And in The Seven Levels of Truth, that's Everything I teach people in my coaching. So if you're looking for your purpose, this is such a great place to start. Because remember, everybody's different. So when you read this book, 
you're going to be attracted and use parts of it that other people are. Everybody's different. Just take what you want and leave the rest. Help yourself. Go live a happier life. That's what I'm after, is to help people live in extreme happiness without sacrificing success. And that's a wonderful purpose for you to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I will make sure that all that's in the show notes as well. So people have easy access. They can just click and follow the links. I'll put them there so uh, readily available so that uh, they can reach out to you and they can download that book. I think that's a wonderful opportunity for somebody to uh, take a first step. I think, I think. Well, I want to say that you're, you're just a beautiful soul and I, and, and I love the way you represent your authentic self. It's really pretty, very Thank touching. That, that means a lot to me. Thank you very much from my heart. I appreciate that very much. I I want to thank you also for for connecting with me and, and for kind of joining me on this program. I think that uh, we've had a fantastic conversation. I hope that we've been able to inspire and motivate some people and give them an idea that uh, they, they do have purpose and that uh, purpose purpose in our lives we all seek purpose we all want to know why we're here and what we're here for and once we find that i think it will unlock the like you said earlier it will unlock it's the key to unlocking happiness and true happiness so thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and your experience with me well thank you for having me on i've really really appreciated it I, and remember everybody when you live your purpose you don't know what it's going to look like, do you, Michael? You don't. You, you start off on mm-hmm. one path, you may find yourself on another. Yeah. yeah. Now, I ask everybody this. This is one more thing before you go. So before we go, do you have any words of wisdom? To live in your fullest joy, it can only be from a state of giving with love. And that's how you show up in every situation. You have an opportunity to impact everybody's lives around you, the more connected you get to your heart. Start stepping on that journey. It's fun and it's exciting. Profound, profound words of wisdom. Bill, again, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your purpose that you're sharing with us. And I look forward to another conversation with you down the road. Would love to do that. Thank you very much. Would love that. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.